Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Amen. It says, as high as the heavens are above, so great is His steadfast love towards us. Amen. I'd like us to once again just lift our hands and thank Him for His love. His steadfast love, His great love, His love that has rescued you from the kingdom of darkness. His love that sent Jesus Christ to die for you and to redeem your soul. Begin to bless the Lord and thank Him for His love. For that great love, Father, we thank You for Your love. Thank You, Lord, for loving us, O God. Thank You, Lord, for loving us, for choosing us, O God. Thank you, Lord, for making us your own. We thank you, O God. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your love in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We bless you, O God, in the name of Jesus. And we will forever love you. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I Offering. Hallelujah. As we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. 
We will forever run to you. Never leave your presence. Never leave you, O oh God. We'll be faithful, loyal to you, O oh God. Loyal to that which you've called us to. Can you lift your hands and begin to worship the Lord? Bless his name. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship Lord, I want to love you more. Lord, I want to love you more than I ever have before. Than I ever have before. Oh, you're so easy to adore. You're so easy to adore.
Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. This morning the Lord will fill you with himself, and he will take you deeper and deeper and deeper in love with him. If you believe it, why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah! Amen. Shall we welcome the ministry of our own international hymns choir? Hallelujah!
Shall we welcome the ministry of the best choir on planet Earth? Our own impact choir. Hallelujah. Amen. If you love the Lord, I want you to put your hands together for him. Amen. Our song says medal. Amen. I want you to tell your neighbor medal. Hallelujah. But this time around, it's unto Jesus. We want to tell him how much we love him. Now look our dialect. Amen. Somebody love the Lord. Maginina, Macumena, Benipa Jenina, Beto, do, 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 do. All right. Beto, me, the Beto, I could Medo, me de mini petia, peto a cosi, ube wu a sem dianoso, uche wu moja ku wa kavri mami, yeah, ube wu a sem dianoso. We shall more to cover mami. Majimikura, mini petia, peto, a cosi, yeah, 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 it's a little love song that we want to sing unto the Lord. Hallelujah! Can you give him a wave in this place? Alright, fire, help me sing. Come on! Oh, 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 oh,
right here in this congregation, right here in this church, I have seen a man whose apostolic anointing has manifested by forming different groups, giving them names, and charging them with various responsibilities. I've seen his prophetic anointing manifest, prophesying over people and see it come to pass, not empty prophecies. And I've seen the evangelistic anointing too. If you were there at the crusade, you would see it, miracles, sicknesses being healed. And I've seen the pastoral and the shepherdural anointing. If you were here last week, you would have seen the teaching anointing as he taught on why you must marry. I don't know what the Lord has brought today, but with Jesus' joy, put your hands together. Let us welcome the servant of the Lord, a son of Bishop Doug, the Bishop Eddie Faber. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. Wow, that was a beautiful ministration. For those who don't understand the key, it means I'll love you to the end. May we love the Lord to the end. We also want to say a big thank you to the hymn squad for bringing us one of those evergreen hymns. Oh, how I love Jesus. Amen. It's all about loving Jesus. Well, last week we had a powerful crusade. It was, it was awesome. Hallelujah. We had two nights at Bubuashi, Aikbe Town. And then also at Demod, right here, North Kanishi. And it was, it was awesome. Many souls were saved. And uh, the power of God was manifested. God uh, confirmed his word with signs and wonders. Amen. And we we're so happy. And all those who have been supporting the crusade, God bless you so much. God bless you. Amen. Well, like has been announced, we're going to have a Q4 convention with Bishop Doug Ewart Mills. Hallelujah. From the 22nd of uh, March to the 24th of March. Amen. And Q4, for those of you who don't know, we have four powerful centers in Accra. Um, the Kodesh, and then we have the Kadesh. Kadesh, where Bishop Saki is. And then we have the Kadesh, where Bishop Eddie Adi is. And then we have the Kadesh, where Bishop Dagiwood Mills is. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we call it the Kill Four. And all of us are going to come together and have a powerful convention that particular week. And then we'll crown it with the Good Friday service at the Independence Square on the 25th of March, 3 p.m. is the time. Amen. So let's be a part of all these things. And in fact, the Sunday after the Good Friday, Bishop Dag will be preaching. Easter Sunday, he'll be preaching here. Right. We want to take our memory verse before we take our seats. How many of you remember last week's memory verse? Hey, I'm not going to go into that, but listen, try and remember. Before you come to church, memorize that one again. 
Try to remember it before you come. But this week, our memory verse is from Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Can we all say that? Go. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Mark 11, verse 24. Can we take it again? Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Mark eleven twenty four. Can you say it, or we should take it one more time? One more time. Okay. All right. Go. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. All right. So can we all take it now? Can we take it? Ready, go. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye have received them, and ye shall have them. Okay, let's take it one more time. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Put your hands together for yourselves. Hallelujah. Shall we pray, Father? We want to thank you so much for today. We thank you for another opportunity to hear your word. Holy Spirit, we ask that you guide us into all truth. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, I want to continue what I started last week. <laughs> Amen. Okay. After the service last week, somebody met me and he said, uh, I like the message, but I don't agree with everything. I said, you don't have to agree with everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. But turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. I'm reading from verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And I'm reading from verse 1. The Bible says that now concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife has not power over her body, over her own body, but the husband, and likewise also the husband had not power over his own body, but the wife. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. But I speak 
this by permission and not of commandment. For I would that all men were even as I myself. But every man had his proper gift of God, one after this manner and another after that. I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I, but if they cannot contain, let them marry. <laughs> for it is better to marry than to burn. Amen. So I'm preaching on, I picked my title from that last verse, it is better to marry. So it is better to marry part two. Part one and or oh, a murder. Hey. Oh, it's not it's not good to marry. It's good to marry, you see. You are very happy I'm preaching this message. All right. Well, I was telling you last week that the reason why I decided to preach about it is because as I've counseled people over the years, I have come across problems and issues in marriages. And I mean, when you look at it, the thing that just comes to your mind is that, what's the point? Marrying. When you look at all the problems that people are going through, the challenges, the struggles that married couples are having, the, the, the question then is, why do we even marry? You know? But I believe that God who instituted marriage had a very good reason why. He instituted marriage. And we need to also understand that before the fall of man came, marriage was in place. Before man fell and all the problems that we are having today, which is the reason why marriage looks like something funny. Marriage was there before it all came. And so when God created it, he had a good intention. And so as a church... We who have been saved and who, we who have been redeemed from the power of me, we must make marriage look like a good thing so that others can also follow. You know, but it's unfortunate that rather in the church, it's rather in the church that we have more problems and challenges and, and, and even more divorces. Yeah. You know, but of course, it's understandable that the enemy also does not like Christians getting married. Because he knows what it will do. And so he comes against marriages and fights marriages. But I have come today to say that despite all the things that you are going through, it is still good to marry. Hallelujah. Especially when I see young men who are walking around who are not in a hurry to marry. I don't know why. In this church, we believe in marrying early. Yeah. If a man loves you, he would like to marry you. Quickly. Yeah. If he says, I love you, and he's walking around, when you bring up the issue of marriage, then he begins to have what we call kokomiasis. It's a certain type of sickness. Then you know that there's something wrong with this person. Yeah. Bishop said that that's what his father-in-law said to the first lady, that when a man 
loves you, wants to marry you. And when a man wants to marry you, he wants to marry you now. That's it. So I started sharing with you and I tried to make my case. I don't know whether I succeeded, but somebody told me that he doesn't agree with all the things. <laughs> so the first thing I said was that God needs a partnership, isn't it? Just like what he has with the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, that will be able to have dominion over the things of the earth. We read from Genesis 1, from verse 26 to 28. We cannot go over all that. Secondly, we said that it is not good for a man to be alone. And God said it. And he said, he is going to give him a woman or a helpmeet. And we saw in the Bible that God presented many animals. I'm sure he was trying to find out whether man will really want animals or choose something else. But when all the animals passed, the Bible says that Adam did not find any one of them suitable. So the animals that people sleep with are not supposed to be so. Yeah. What do they call that thing? Bestiality. It is from the pit of hell. How can you say that me, I prefer an animal? What is wrong with you? <laughs> but you must have a suitable partner, a help meet. And God knows that a man needs help. Men need help. And so he has brought the woman. A woman is designed, I'm telling you, designed to meet the needs of the man. Yeah. The man has needs. Mimi, are you understanding? The man has needs. Yeah. So as you are also coming as a woman, you should know that you are coming to meet needs. Sometimes people hide behind spirituality and everything. We try to spiritualize it and it. Taliban, we have needs, pa. Very serious needs. You see us walking around, smiling, and all that. We have needs. <laughs> so when Adam saw the woman, he said, Ooh, man. So she was called woman. <laughs> but he saw that this was what he was looking for. He didn't say, this is now spirit of my spirit. <laughs> he said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Because the problem the guy was having was a flesh problem, not a spirit problem. Don't try to spiritualize it. It was a flesh problem. <laughs> or oh, oh, brothers, what I'm saying is not true. flesh. So when he saw it, he said, wow, this is not bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. I've been looking for some flesh to, to, to help solve my problem. <laughs> hmm. Hey. Now, when you have also come, you are coming to be a helpmeet. In the area of prayer, you must be a helpmeet. In the area of sex, you must be a helpmeet. Am I saying something at all? In the area of food, you must be a helpmeet. That's why young ladies learn how to cook. A lot of ladies today don't know how to cook. 
even to boil an egg. Hey, you'll be sitting down, the egg is not coming. Because young ladies of today, they don't go to the kitchen. Yeah. We are in a season of fast food and instant things. So a lot of people don't, they can't go through the, the, the process of putting things together. Yeah. But there was a time you see that women go to the kitchen. First, first of all, to go and get the firewood or whatever. Make the fire. And then get the condo. You're going to make bankun. And uh, what else? Okro soup. You'll be cutting everything you use. There's something called a potoyua. No, no blender at that time. Potoyua. And people will learn how to cook. To be a good wife, you must know how to cook very well. God has blessed me with a wife who can cook very well. What a shock. But you must be a helpmate in the area of encouragement. Encourage the man, counsel the man. You must comfort the man. Yeah. Be there to comfort him. Sometimes we, we need comfort. That is why Samson went to put his head in Delilah's lap. If you don't give it to your husband, his head will be on somebody else's lap. Hey, but you must be a helpmate in the area of finances, in the area of keeping the home. You must be there. Area of parenting, help to parent the children. Anyway. Now, the third reason I gave to you was that marriage is honorable in all. And I said that when, when a young man decides to marry, it's an honorable thing. Last week, we asked that all the married people to stand up for them because they have done an honorable thing. Hebrews 13 verse 4 says marriage is honorable in all. So when you're a young man and you marry, and that's why I'm even encouraging the young men, See, because young men, you have hot blood. Am I saying something? You see, three times in the Bible, God talked about the wife of your youth. The wife of your youth. The wife of your youth. So, you will find that God even encourages that you marry early. Oh yeah, it's in the Bible, I'll show you. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18. Wow. The Bible says that, let thy fountain be blessed. That's another message. I won't go into that one now. <laughs> and rejoice with the wife of your youth. So God is expecting that in your youthful days, when, 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 is the, when, when are your youthful years? When? 20 to what? To 40. Yeah, 35, 40, 35, yeah. 36. <laughs> you have to marry. Because that time, your blood is very hot. And you are burning. When you don't marry, you will end up doing things you shouldn't be doing. People are impregnating ladies all over the place because something is happening. They need to control it, but they can't control it. So instead of standing there and binding some things and, 
and losing some things. It's a flesh problem. You need to solve the flesh problem. Oh, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Hey, Isaiah 54 verse 6, it said, For the Lord has chosen thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth. Yeah. So, God is expecting you to marry young. Oh, I see our young ladies being married to in Jesus' name. And then, Malachi 2, 14, the Bible says that, Yet he say, Wherefore? Because the Lord has been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth. So, I've given you three reasons why you need to marry as a young man. Look at the nearest person sitting by you say, Ah, you look very okay to marry. Are you married or... But you see, it's all because of these descriptions that have been given to marriage. Yeah. I was reading somewhere, they said, some people say marriage is a prison. Some other people say, when you marry, you have a hard taskmaster over you. I don't know who is the taskmaster, whether the man or the woman. (laughs) Yes, another one said, you have sold your freedom. Or you have relinquished your dignity to another person. Me, I don't feel that way in my marriage at all. Somebody said you are connected to a parasite and your wife is the parasite. (laughs) Or suck whole blood. It's true. The women, they they, they chop the money. They like the money. They chop it. But but we are happy for them to be chopping our money, isn't it? Oh, can I have some married brothers here who want to give the Lord a shout of a rain? I was talking to Bishop Kakra and he told me that oh, he was talking to a young man and he said that he wanted to marry. He said, oh, so what, what kind of woman do you want to marry? So me are the one woman where they chop money. <laughs> if they chop money, even if they chop money, I'm not going to marry him. He wants a woman who if they chop money. Yeah. I'm happy. I just give my ATM card to my wife to, to, to spend. To spend. <laughs> hey, let's go on. Number four. We said it is better to marry than to burn with passion, isn't it? And the young men agree with me that they were burning. Are there some young men burning here? It's a normal thing. When you get to that age, the burning is not easy. Yeah, the Rima. <laughs> so you have to marry. Marry. Don't bind your trousers. Don't bind your. your <laughs> I told you that such men that have not the gift of self control. They must marry. We say it always at the wedding. So marry. It's better to marry than to bear. Paul wrote this long letter because he heard in First Corinthians chapter 5 that people were fornicating all over the place. It's not a new thing, this fornication thing. It's a flesh problem. It has been there for years. So we, we can't stop preaching about it. 
We have to talk about it. Yeah. That's why you have to marry. And when you marry too, because this problem is the reason why we are married, also flow as a wife. Flow. Let there be a flow. One of our pastors, when you meet him, say, we are flowing. We are flowing. We are flowing. We are flowing. So, as a wife, you must be flowing. When your husband says something, you must be flowing. You must be like power steering. When they touch you, you move. Yeah. Otherwise, the Bible says it is fraud. You will face the serious fraud of his for not flowing with your husband. Yeah. That's why the brothers to you too, you must take your wives out. Last week, I saw that some people took my advice. They took their wives out. And what they sowed, they reaped. They reaped. They reaped. But I said it must also continue in our homes, the way you dress, the way you organize yourself, and all that. Wear nice things as a wife. Hmm? Don't be wearing ohojo, ohojo, panty. Listen, it is God who looks on the heart, but man looks on the outward. <laughs> Listen, we have to move on. Our time is up. Ooh. It's working, eh? Okay, if you say it's working. Now, the fifth reason why you need to marry is that the Bible says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 22. The Bible didn't say you have found a bad thing. The Bible says that you have found a good thing. Somebody say a good thing. Marriage is a good thing. Finding a wife is a good thing. Oh, young man, may you find a wife. May your eyes be open to find a wife. In the name of Jesus. And young ladies, may you be found. Oh, ladies, I can't feel your amen at all. Because sometimes I wonder what the brothers are looking for. And what they are looking at. They are sisters in the church. Why can't you see? You see some people, they are looking for this, looking for... One brother, when we asked him, are you not getting married? So I'm checking one or two. Are you not getting married? I'm checking one or two. I'm checking... Then one day, he brought the lady that he was going to marry. And when we look at the lady, he said, ah, what is different about this lady that you have been checking one or two? In fact, the lady... Okay, I won't say it, but... <laughs> but listen, God has ordained a way to favor you. And that way is in finding a wife. Don't struggle with it. Flow. Because I tell you, I'm enjoying favor. Oh, don't be jealous of me. I am enjoying favor. Yeah. Because I've seen that God has ordained this way to favor me. Since I found my wife, I realize that favor has been flowing with me. Young guys, 
When it's time to find, find. Don't be walking around. Because before you realize, you'll be sleeping with sisters all over the place. Church is the place where you find the most beautiful women in the smallest square area. Yeah. You will find a lot of beautiful sisters. If you don't take care, you'll make a mistake. <laughs> May the Lord guide your steps. May the Lord open your eyes. And also talk to your pastor. If you have found a lady you like, to your pastor about it. Don't just get up and just go and start moving with sisters around. We can guide you. We know all the sisters. We know them. When you talk to us, we can give you very good advice. Some of you, you go and find the person, then you come and tell us, if fine or you know fine. Now, what do you expect me to say? If fine. What type of question are you asking me? Should I tell you you know fine? Then tomorrow you come and tell me that I told you you know fine. You have found the person flow. Oh, I'll say, oh, God bless you. But if you come and say, oh, I'm looking at that sister over there. What do you think, Bishop? That's okay. Give me some time. Let me check one or two. And we know how to check one or two. Yeah, we know. One day somebody went to see Bishop. He said, there's a sister in the church. Want to? So, okay, no problem. We'll know how to check one or two. So that day when they came to church, Bishop said to the lady, can you pray for us today? She didn't know that she was under check. Hey, because we can tell from your prayer whether you're a spiritual person or you are not. Hey, come and see the sister that day. The prayer. The prayer. The prayer. At a point, as she was praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, we release the heavenly angels to come and... Hey, at a point, Bishop opened his eye and looked at the brother. The brother looked at him and said, Charlie, it de be, it de be, it de be. Come on, give the Lord a shh. <laughs> oh, but you shall find a wife. And you shall be found. I was looking at that scripture and I was looking at the scriptures before it and after it. Proverbs 18, 22. But verse 20 says that a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Then he said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit of So I realized that as you want to find a wife, it is in the fruit of your lips. Every morning when you wake up, declare it. Reverend Elliot, what do you Declare it that I have found a wife. If you're a lady, declare that I have been found. Hey, because you can be walking around and nobody will find you. I've seen it before. <laughs> then when you read after, it says that the poor use it in treaties. Verse 23. Verse it goes on to say, but the rich answer it roughly. Yeah. And a man that has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So, one of the ways by which you can also win is being friendly. Being nice. A lot of the ladies are not friendly. You look too serious. That's why nobody is finding you. Try and smile. You see, and if you don't know how to smile, you can practice in front of your mirror. When you reach home, you just look in your mirror. 
Try different styles. One of them will work. When you see the one you like, you say, I like this one. So anytime you're moving, when you see the brother, you just... <laughs> I see it working for somebody. Some of you know brother is able to approach you. But you look too serious. When they say, hi, then you look, bonyo. Oh, may you be found. Number six. The Bible says that live joyfully with the wife whom you love. Yeah. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 9. That means that marriage is something to be enjoyed. Not to be endured. A lot of people are enduring marriage. And it's the reason why people don't want to marry. But he says, enjoy with the wife whom thou lovest. Enjoy. May you enjoy your wife. Oh, yeah. No, I find that a lot of people, when they start chatting, husband and a wife, when they start, within a short time, the, a quarrel will start. Yeah. You bet, you'll be better off not talking to each other at all. But as soon as you start, there'll be a quarrel. There'll be a quarrel just now. And so the whole marriage is, is like something that you are enduring. But you should be able to have fun. You should be able to tease each other. Husband and wife should be able to have pillow fighting all over the place, running around. Oh, yeah. Oh, stop that. Oh, then you are running around the place. Eh? Enjoyment. <laughs> There are some people, what I'm saying is like, oh, what are you saying? <laughs> In my house, no way, it can never happen. <laughs> this is my husband. Listen, <laughs> it can happen. May the Lord touch your marriage in a way that the joy of marriage will come back to your marriage in Jesus' name. It is possible. It's possible. We are supposed to show it to the world. One day somebody told me he saw a man somewhere in Sakumono, one of our church members. He was holding Fufu uh, a pistol and he was chasing his wife in the Sakumono estates. Chasing the wife. Chasing. Hey! He called me and said, I've seen one of your church members. I said, <laughs> hey. So, when you hear something like you say, oh, Bishop, your message is good, but I don't agree. I, I know you will not agree because it's not easy. But we need to fight to have these things in our marriages. And I see it happening in your marriage in the name of Jesus. You see, when both husband and wife have very spirit, good spiritual qualities, I think that it helps. And that's why when you're going to marry also, don't be in a rush. Because you, you marry anybody at all, then you have problems. Yeah, take your time, pray about it. Let the Spirit of God guide you in the choice of who to marry. Hallelujah. One day I was reading the Bible, and I saw in Genesis chapter 26, talking about Isaac and Rebekah. The Bible says that, verse 6, And Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked him of his wife. And he said, She is my sister, for he feared to say she is my wife. Lest, said he, the men of the place should kill me for Rebekah. And it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, look at it, Abimelech king of the Philistines looked out at a window. Hey, 
and he saw, behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife. Hey! They were having sports. They are having sports. Pillow fighting or pillow low. <laughs> but they were sporting. And when the guy looked at the thing, he said, mm. Abimelech called Isaac, he said, Behold, of a surety, she's your wife. <laughs> I put it to you that she's your wife. So why did you say she's your sister? Now there are some things you don't do with a sister, you do with a wife. Don't be playing certain games with some sisters in the church. You play them with a wife. Then you touch her. Then you touch her breast. Then she hey, hey. You don't play such games with a sister. Tell the nearest brother, you don't play such games with a sister. And I heard somebody say, Agrobi many perform. Agrobi many perform. There are certain games. It makes people grow lean. <laughs> Number seven. The fruitfulness of marriage produces godly children. Which God is looking for. Fruitfulness of marriage produces godly children. Which God is looking for. Hallelujah. In Genesis 1, 27, 28, we see right there that scripture. I don't want to go into that one, but Malachi 2, 14 and 15. Yet ye say wherefore, because the Lord has been witness between thee and the wife of your youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously, yet is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenant. Look at it. And did not he make one, yet had he the residue of the spirit. And wherefore one, why did he make one? that he might seek a godly seed. God is looking for a godly seed. Evangelism and all that is not the only way God is looking for godly seeds. Marriage is also supposed to produce godly seeds. I think that the Muslims have run with that vision more than us. Because they are not doing evangelism or door to door, soul to soul, but they are marrying and they are giving birth more. And they are ensuring that none of their children is going anywhere. Yeah, 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 in the mosque. But we are not able to. We, we, when we even give birth, we don't bring them up in the ways of the Lord. But the Bible says that bring up the child in the way that it should go. We are the ones supposed to do that. A godly seed. So, in addition to the souls that we are winning, our children must also be in the church. Yeah. And I realized that even Muslims now, they are also trying to do, somebody said they saw a man a circle having a crusade, a Muslim crusade. Yeah. Even their weddings these days, I hear the young girls are saying that they also like the wedding gown. So now they are not doing their, their things again. They are wearing wedding gown. I say if they don't do it, the young ladies are going to other churches. Hey. Hmm. Listen, any generation that does not produce the next generation is extinct one day. We need to have godly children. And even in our bringing up of spiritual children, we need to work out with the mind that 
We need the next generation. Yeah. I heard that Bishop Doug's son Joshua is now pastoring the First Love Church. Yeah. When I heard it, I said, wow. You see, one of his own has come up to come and do the work. There is something that is there. There are qualities that are in us. Even the world, they understand these things. They will want a doctor and a doctor to marry. They produce children. You see doctors in the family. Doctors. Yeah. But we don't understand that principle. That's why you know. But God wants marriages, especially Christian ones, so that we can produce godly children. Oh, you shall be found this year. Oh, I said you shall be found this year. Let me give you one more, then we close. Number eight, marriage is an unbeatable team. Wow. Unbeatable team. It's a powerful alliance. One day the Lord said to me, the power that exists between a husband and a wife is the same as the power that exists between Christ and the church. I mean, a Christian husband and a Christian wife. I said, Lord, what are you saying? And he referred me to Ephesians 5. He says, husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And he said to me, that power is the same power that is there. If you can marry. Wow. Hey. And stay married. I think that as a church, we need to redefine our priorities. And the things that are important. And let us reintroduce love the right way into the church. And into the world. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 as I close. Hallelujah. Bible says that verse 9. Two are better than one. Hey. Because they have a good reward for their labor. So when you come together, your labor is multiplied. Bible says that one shall put to flight a thousand, but two shall put to flight ten thousand. So what you couldn't do as one person, when you marry, you are able to multiply that effect to do it more. Oh, I see it happening to you in Jesus' name. Then the Bible says that, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth. Yeah. Everybody needs somebody to help you when you fall. There must be something that you can, and there's not everything you can share with everybody. So sometimes you need somebody that you can share certain things with. And that person will be there standing with you, praying with you, and all that. But woe unto you if you have nobody. And the Bible says that. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? How can you be warm alone? And the two that are lying together is not a man and another man. It's a man and a woman. And they are having heat. And they are producing heat. Yeah. It is very important. 
And that is why I'm believing God for you that this year will be the year. Because I walk alone, I check too much. Hey. I haven't mentioned anybody's name. I just came to pass, but I didn't mention anybody's name. But, anyway. but what I'm saying is that I walk alone is too much. You may think you are okay. Oh. You may think that, oh, I'm okay. I don't need it. But you will never know the difference it will make in your life when you have somebody. You thought you were okay, you see. As, then your wife came. Yeah. Yeah. There are some people they are around. Their wives are somewhere. It's like they are not married, but they are married. <laughs> but you can see the difference that when your wife is not there, there's a difference. There have been times my wife has traveled and it's not been easy. Hey. One time I was pastoring a church somewhere. My wife traveled for two months. Hey. I organized all night, every night, all night. The people didn't understand why. But there was a reason why I had to organize it. Because I wanted the nights to move quickly. But may you also find your own. And may you, hey, our time is up. Let's stand to our feet and close. Put your hands together for Jesus. He gave the Lord a shout of a ring. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to the Lord and talk to God right now. I don't know which one you find yourself in, but maybe you need a husband, you need a wife. I believe the grace of God is available. God is producing one for you. I believe it. I believe it. I sense that we are in a season where God wants to open that door for you. Maybe you need a wife. It's about time. You know, ask God. He is the one who makes all things possible. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Maybe you're already married. Your marriage is not one that you are enjoying. But today, pray and tell God, step into my marriage. Let me enjoy with the wife that I have chosen to love. Lift up your voice and pray this morning. Pray. Because the power of God is touching you. Because the Spirit of God is touching you. Because the hand of God is being stretched over you. In the name of Jesus, ask God for grace. Ask God for grace to be a good wife, to be a good husband. Pray. If you're a young man, may the Lord open my eyes to see the one he has ordained for me. In the name of Jesus, ask for the help of God. Ask for the grace of God. Ask for love from above. In the name of Jesus, God is helping. God is helping you. This is your year. God's grace and favor is your portion this year. In the name of Jesus, Father, we bless you. We thank you, O God. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you thanks. We bless you. We give you all the glory. And I will run to you, to your word of truth. It's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. Maybe you are here, somebody invited you to church. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, you want to surrender your heart to Jesus. 
just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Today is a good day to surrender your heart to him. God bless you. I see your hands. God bless you. Let it go up above your head. Today is a good day to be saved. It's a beautiful day to be saved. You need the help of God. You need the grace of God. Let your hand go up above your head. At the back, God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. I need you to come to me in front of you. Move out of your seat and come. Come to Jesus. You need the help of God. Come all the way. Come all the way. Yes. Yes. Not by might, not by power. But by my spirit, say the Lord. Yes. 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 Yes, I will must they come from the back if you're coming come quickly and come and join us god bless you god bless you we're going to pray those of you in front here lift up your two hands and let's pray it's a sign of surrender let's pray talk to god say lord jesus this morning i thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins please forgive me all my sins come into my heart make me a new person please write my name in the lamb's book of life from today i will serve you i will follow you for the rest of my days thank you jesus for saving me amen hallelujah hallelujah god bless you god bless you you see our pastor waving his hand He's going to take you and talk to you. God bless you. Please go this way. Clap for them as they go. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.